0: A regular and timely spiritual health check reveals how we are doing spiritually as followers of the Lord Jesus. The master's health checkup is a reminder to be mindful of our spiritual health and to be aware of what affects our spiritual temperature. Good morning and welcome again. I hope you're glad to be back uh, in church today. I know that... Uh, Uh, the psalmist, you know, he says in Psalm 122 and verse 1, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So I hope you're glad to be back and I hope that's your testimony too. You know, we've had a wonderful time of worship and we have declared the word of God. And in fact, even in the worship, we declare the word of God in song, agreeing with the truth of um, who God is and what he does for us. So um, before we get into the message, we have some testimonies that have come in the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'd like to share that with you. Uh, Okay, this came in by email, and um, this was shared by someone on behalf of uh, his aunt. So uh, his aunt actually uh, fell down, and she injured a foot. And um, had a lot of pain and swelling. And the aunt says that um, the visit to the doctor and medicine really did not help. So she was very frustrated and even stopped praying. But her sister um, kept praying for her and kept checking if she had any improvement. And one day she woke up, one morning she woke up, and she found that her swelling had reduced and her pain had also reduced. And just then her sister called to check, and she gave uh, this testimony. And her sister said, you know, this is what is interesting. Her sister said, you know, that uh, there was a healing prayer. And in that process, Pastor Ashish had actually... Uh, asked uh, you know during that prayer, I don't know when this actually happened. One of this one of our services to lay hands uh, on behalf of someone, right? Lay hands on ourselves on behalf of someone and pray in faith. And this is what happened. So this person had actually you know laid her hand on her foot and prayed, and uh, and this is the testimony that she was she was healed. And um, so she said, you know, I'm so excited to hear that I got back my trust, and thanks to each and every one of you for your sincere. Prayers. That's really awesome. Okay, there's another one. And, um, and this one, again, um, on healing. Um, this person says, you know, that uh, this person had severe sciatic pain for two weeks. In one of the supernatural Sundays, you had mentioned the back pain. I claimed my healing, though sciatic is not so much of a back pain. I did not notice any change immediately. I was immersed in prayer, and after the last prayer, touched my leg and back, and I did not feel any pain. But I decided to wait that evening. I had a little bit of pain again in my back and leg. I claimed that I am healed, and I kept confessing that I have been healed, and therefore I am healed. The next morning also, I felt a little pain, but I kept confessing. Um, And by afternoon, I did not feel any pain more pain, and I haven't had any sciatic pain since then. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. So um, uh, two on healing, and this is a very interesting um, testimony again about the power of the name of Jesus. You know, this person um, says that, they woke up with a message on the phone saying there was a transaction and, uh, on his uh, bank account which he did not authorize. So there was an amount which was debited uh, through his debit card, and it was an unauthorized transaction. The debit card was obviously hacked, and uh, though he was troubled, he and his wife prayed in the mighty name of Jesus and, um, regarding this. So they called the bank customer number, blocked the card, visited the branch and lodged a complaint and so on. And he says, you know, he sensed God's favor throughout and things really moved. And, and after he returned home, uh, there was another attempt uh, to hack his account and uh, an amount of almost 35,000, uh, but it was stopped. Um, and on Sunday, uh, when he heard using the name of Jesus with faith, you know, the message on Sunday says that we prayed with faith about the issue. And he also says there was a further attempt to hack on Monday morning, but the hacker was not successful. All praise to Jesus by evening on Monday, the bank had credited back the hacked amount into his account. So the entire thing, so the favor of God, and he says this was done in record time within one working one, one bank working day. So, hallelujah! We serve an awesome God, and His name is Jesus. Victory in the mighty name of Jesus. So praise God! And those of us who have been um, you know, listening to these testimonies, you know, a testimony is is just a you know, it's an authorization from God. It's it's a it's it's a revelation about the nature and the character and the power of God, and what He did the lord will do again because it's his nature to heal it's his nature to perform miracles and it's it's his uh, it's, his, it's, his, it's his, in his nature to reveal himself in these ways so praise god so if you you know if you if you can identify with any of these problems you know you can say lord do it again in my life amen amen praise god um, you know most of us would have gone through a master health checkup right? Maybe you are pestered to uh, take up a master health checkup, and maybe you are doing it, you know, once a year or once in six months and so on. And so you, uh, you know, fix an uh, appointment with a hospital. You go there, and then um, they run a series of tests, x-rays, and ECGs, and blood tests, and lipid profile, and everything. And then at end of the day, uh, there is a report which comes. And uh, and in most cases, you know, you go with the report, and you sit with the doctor, and, and the doctor says, okay, uh, these are things which are, you know, which are good Good, and these are some things which need improvement, and so you need to make some changes in what you eat and you know what you don't eat. You need to you know make those changes and so on. And it's good, you know, it keeps us um, uh, it keeps everything working fine in our bodies, and uh, and it it's also gives us an awareness of you know what's um, uh, what's going wrong. Now, how about a spiritual health checkup? Now, what if there is a spiritual health check? You know, to check if things are going well spiritually so that we can make course corrections and uh, you know especially you know since we know that if our spiritual life gets affected then everything else gets affected our work gets affected our relationships you know at home professionally our friendships everything gets affected right so it's important that uh, we ha- we function well we thrive spiritually and in fact um, uh, you know, in the in the especially because of recent times that we have been going through in the last maybe two and a half months, uh, things have changed, right, drastically. Um. Uh, the way we work changed. We, were, we spent a lot of time indoors, and maybe uh, you know, some of us would have found that very refreshing, but some of us found it very you know, very frustrating. You couldn't go out. You couldn't do what you wanted to do. And, uh, and the way we worked changed. We shifted everything online. We spent a lot of time looking at screens, and, and we were doing things online. And maybe some of us still do that. We work from home. So the way we spent our time changed, the way we worked changed, the way we uh, did leisure and entertainment, you know, that also changed, right? You couldn't go uh, exercise or go to the gym and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, you couldn't play a sport and you had to be indoors. So a lot of things changed. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, things changed spiritually as well because of all this. Uh, and it's good to check and see and be aware, you know, what is it? Uh, because this has the potential to affect us. This change, this drastic change, this lockdown, and, and the two and a half months or so we spent, you know this has the potential to change us physically, emotionally, or affect us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay, so it's good to check. So um, today's message is titled, The Master's Health Checkup. You know, you, you all know about the, the Master Health Checkup, but today's message is called the Master's Health Checkup. And to know, just to find out how we are doing spiritually. And um, just like the other checkup, it helps to be honest with the one who's doing the checkup, with the one who brings the report. And it helps to be honest to sit and um, and give an honest feedback and say, this is where I missed, to, to, to really admit. Right? So... Um, Uh, Is there a spiritual health checkup in the Bible? Yes, there is. You know, we read in the book of Revelations, if you read the chapters, uh, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, we see that the Lord Jesus does does a spiritual health checkup with uh, with a few churches and uh, starting from Ephesus and he goes on to one church, church after another. Seven churches are listed there. And uh, there's a report that he gives at the end of the checkup. He says, okay, this is what you're doing well, fantastic, but this is where, you know, you're falling short, and you need to be careful. There's a warning also. You need to be careful. If you're not careful, then things could really um, uh, end up not well. So, um, you know, so the question we need to ask is, what is our spiritual temperature this morning? What is your spiritual temperature? So ask the person next to you. You know, what is your spiritual temperature today? Um, you know, in our physical um, check, if our temperature goes beyond or it's higher than 98.4, especially these days, oh, that's a warning sign, right? But uh, when it comes to a spiritual checkup, if your temperature is higher, the higher the better, actually. Um, if you look at Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 to 16, this is what we see, the Lord, words of the Lord Jesus. He says to the church in Laodicea, he says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither, hot, sorry, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. So, Lord Jesus mentions three conditions, right, cold, lukewarm, hot. So, um, cold, which means totally indifferent to the things of God. Totally indifferent to the things of God. Uh, maybe totally distancing ourselves from God. Everything that was built earlier maybe has come to a standstill, spiritually. Right? Everything that we were doing well, everything that we were thriving, you know, everything has probably come to a standstill. Cold. Lukewarm. The second condition the Lord's uh, talking about, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. right? A little bit of, a middle of the road approach, you know, not too much of this, not too much of that, lukewarm. But the Lord has a severe word to say about those who are lukewarm. He says, you know, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I wish that you were either cold or hot. Right? And the third um, you know, condition, um, or the third category of people, if you want to call it that, he says, you know, hot, which means passionate and on fire. Okay, so When it comes to our spiritual temperature, the hotter it is, the better it is. You know, you want to say the hotter, the better, right? Um, So if our spiritual life is lukewarm or if it is cold, that means that we have actually allowed something to affect it. It doesn't happen automatically, right? Uh, We have made some choices or we have allowed, we have relaxed we have let down our God. Or maybe we have allowed the environment. And typically, you know, specifically, we're talking about these two and a half months. Maybe we've allowed the environment, what was happening around us, to affect us spiritually. Right? So here are some tests that we can run this morning to see uh, as, as part of our spiritual health checkup. It will show us really what has affected. Our spiritual temperature. Okay, so are you ready? Okay, let's start. One, check number one, okay, our test number one, the word worship, prayer check. The word worship and prayer check, which means we need to ask a question, ask ourselves this question and honest answers. You know, am I spending sufficient time in the word of God? I'm asking myself that question. Am I spending sufficient time in the word of God? Am I reading, meditating, studying? confessing the word of God, okay? So it's the word worship prayer check. Okay, let's look at Colossians 3 and verse 16, okay? Colossians 3 verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell, you know, the word dwell means to inhabit and influence, And how how does God want his word to inhabit and influence us richly, dwell in us richly? And richly, we know, abundantly and copiously, right? So if we would allow the word of God to inhabit us abundantly, then surely the word will influence us deeply and impact us powerfully. You know, let's say that again. If we allow the word of God to inhabit us abundantly, the word will certainly influence us deeply and impact us powerfully. Okay, so that's the first test. The word of God, it's so potent, powerful in a believer's life. It's so potent and powerful and it's so transformative that Satan knows the worth of this word. You know, Mark chapter 4 and verse 15, uh, it says, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And why does Satan do that? Because Satan knows the power of God's word. Satan knows that the, 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 the potential that is there, intrinsic potential of God's word, which means that when a believer takes, receives, believes the word of God, sows the word of God in his heart, it will bear fruit 30, 60, and 100, right? And the word of God is a weapon. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 6 talks about how the, the word of God, which is a sword of the spirit, the rema word of God, it's a weapon to cut down the lies of the enemy, to bring down, you know, every stronghold. It's a spiritual weapon. So therefore, uh, Satan knows the worth and comes against the word. Okay, the next, uh, worship. You know, when we get a revelation from the word about God, the response of our heart is worship. So, you know, uh, the question to ask is, am I spending time in personal worship? Or are we saying, hey, you know, things have changed, there's no, you know, we're not meeting in church, so how can I look at a screen and worship? No, that's not the point. The point is to, to worship God with the word of God. You can sit, open the word, and read the word, and just start, begin to thank God for his word begin to thank God for the beauty you know, of, of who he is and of his holiness and of his reassuring presence and thank God right, and surrender ourselves to him and, uh, and confess uh, uh, by faith the word of God over our lives, over our situations. So uh, that's worship. So are we spending time? Is worship, personal worship still a priority? Right. That's the, that's the question. And, and then thirdly, uh, prayer. Worship, word, prayer. Communing with God, is that a priority? If you look at the life of Jesus, the Lord Jesus spent whole nights in prayer. He woke up early. He went uh, onto a mountaintop and he communed with the Father in prayer. Spent time uh, with the Father to hear his voice, to, to talk to him. Okay. If you look at Daniel, Daniel also did the same thing. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10, we read about it. That We read that you know, he always had a set place and a set time. Okay. Um, so it's good for us to have a set place and a set time. Yes, uh, you know, we we can pray, definitely. You know, we can multitask and pray. We can make coffee and pray. We can cook and pray. And, you know, uh, we can do do all that. We can be on the treadmill and pray. That's fine, Uh, which we can do. You know, we can pray to God all the day through, all through the day. uh, And at all times, we can do that. But also, it's good to have a set place and a set time and say, okay, God, you know, this is, I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just going to be sitting with you and I'm going to pray, right? So word worship Prayer test, okay, so how are we faring in that? The second uh, spiritual test is the faith level check, okay? So the question to ask is, have we left fear, unbelief, hopelessness of circumstances, drown out the voice of truth, the voice of faith? Have we let that? And the the first test and the second test are so uh, connected because it's the word of God which produces faith in us. And all of us, we need faith, to believe in him. We need faith to receive the instruction that comes from him. We need faith um, to to pursue the call of God and fulfill the call of God on our lives. We need faith. Uh, This is what uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says. It says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, which means when I come to God, you know, or In this case, maybe you know we are at home, and Monday to Saturday, you know we are there, or Monday to Sunday, you know we are there, and we're doing our things. We are not going out. We are at home. We must believe that God is who He said He is, irrespective of the circumstance, irrespective of the challenges that we might be going through. You know that's the, that's key. That's foundational. That's fundamental. That's faith 101. Because it says here, you know, it is impossible to please him, but he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he is all that he said he is. Um, So the question to ask again is that, you know, have we changed our picture of God? Have we changed our faith in God? Has it gone down because of what we see around us? Or has it increased? Okay, Uh, fear esteems God's word and his promises lower than our circumstances, whereas faith esteems God's word and his promises higher than our current circumstances. So that's the key, to esteem his word and his promises higher than our current circumstances, and that's the test of faith. So when we spend time with God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, the Holy Spirit will introduce more and more about Jesus, the Holy Spirit will reveal the Word of God to us, to our hearts, to our spirit. And what will happen is that faith will be produced. Okay. It's the Word of God revealed by the Holy Spirit to our heart that produces faith in us. So if we allow the Holy Spirit to take that Word and build faith in us, then, yes, then we can answer uh, honestly to this test. Okay. So the, another question to ask is, what is our declaration what is what are we declaring are we declaring fear and hopelessness or are we declaring the word of god um, over circumstances uh, if we declare fear if we are declaring hopelessness then definitely you know we have been affected spiritually we have been we have let let the circumstances affect us spiritually and um, so that's the second test, the faith level is a check. The third one is the heart check. Um, is our heart giving thanks to God or is our heart full of bitterness and offense and anger? Okay, Paul says this, he testifies in Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. He says, this being so, I myself strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. I strive, which means that he labors, he's saying, you know, I I give every effort to have a conscience without offense, meaning without stumbling, without uh, creating a cause for stumbling. Um, He says, I strive to do that. So it's possible uh, to become offended with God. You know, you might ask, you know, with God, no, how can I get, no, it is possible, you know, where we, sometimes we feel let down by God. Maybe we've been praying, we've been asking God for something and, uh, you know, uh, and it, it didn't happen, and we feel let down, and we get offended with God. We get angry with God. We get bitter with God. Or maybe because of, you know, recent things happening all around, um, uh, because of the lockdown, because of the slowing down of economy. Maybe there's a business deal that didn't come through. Maybe there was a project that was put on pause. Or maybe there were some plans, you know, wedding plans, and, which were put on pause. Or maybe during this time, you know, something tragic happened. Maybe a friend or a, maybe a family member or someone you know you know passed away, and you couldn't even be there right so you we, we were so disappointed and uh, maybe you know there's a hurt deep down and you're offended with God right and that that causes bitterness where every time somebody testifies about healing, you know there's a churning within us when we are bitter with God, we are angry with God. Um, If there is offense, there is unchecked, it leads to bitterness and anger and envy, right? So when we continue with this, when we continue with bitterness, when we continue with offense, it touches others also. James 3 and verse 14, um, it says, if you have bitter bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. So we'll be actually lying, lying against the truth and it creates unpleasantness in all relationships. So this is it. When offense and bitterness enter, thanksgiving and gratitude exit. So we can reverse the process and go back to God, find things that we can thank him. Find, list down the blessings and thank him and be grateful. So when thanksgiving and gratitude enters, then offense and bitterness exit, right? So that's the third test, uh, the heart check. And the fourth one is, uh, are you ready? The fourth one is the EET check, which means the eyes, ears, and the thoughts check, Okay, um, so have we been discerning in what we see, in what we hear, and what we think? You know, uh, I, I remember the first week of uh, the lockdown, um, you know, a lot of, of course, a lot of flurry of information going you know, here and there, and people are saying, you know, stock up, do this, do that. And uh, I remember in, in our WhatsApp group, the school WhatsApp group, there was a message which came, you know, um, I remember you know, saying that, um, okay, here are the list of movies that you can watch. Okay. Here are the list of things. Here are the, on Netflix or Amazon Prime and YouTube, and here are the things that you can you can watch. I know you're going to be indoors, so you know, uh, why don't you uh, watch these movies? And so, uh, which is good. Okay, these movies are there, but we need to be discerning in what we see because what we see and what we hear influences our thoughts. It actually uh, drives our imagination um, and stirs up our imagination and our thoughts. Um, and secondly, what we think, imagine, and feel drives our behavior, our choices, um, and our lifestyle. Okay, so what we, what we hear, what we see influences our thoughts, and our thoughts influence our behavior, our lifestyle, our actions. So, um, so the thing is to ask ourselves, you know, the whole day goes by, and then if you are depressed, you know uh, all through the day if we are angry if you are moody if you are irritated and you know snapping at people snapping at other family members and your spouse and children and and um, you know there's no peace there's no uh, there's an unsettled uh, uh, feeling and restlessness it's 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 important to ask what have i been watching you know what have i been listening to you know uh, maybe it's a, it's the news channels that you know because we you know we were indoors Probably, you know, we just, we just spent a lot of time just, you know, watching the news channels. I want to know what's happening in this part of the world, that part of the world, in this part of my country, and, and so on. So it's, it's good with good intention, right? But without that discernment, without that shield, um, it stirs up a lot of things within us. Right. Um, and maybe even, even that, that goes the same with uh, all the streaming platforms, which are probably streaming movies and, and uh, serials and so on. So, you know, we you just go on a binge watch, right? We just uh, watch one after the other, one episode, one after the other, and, and we we'll have probably spent some three hours or four hours, and uh, we, haven't been un- we haven't been discerning in what we've been watching. And that influences our thoughts, which influences our emotions right? And, uh, and our speech and our action, everything changes. We get irritated uh, at the end of the day. So, you know, that's why the Lord, the, Lord, uh, the Lord God gave this instruction to Joshua. Joshua 1 and verse 8, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So he's saying, you know, Joshua, you think about this. Think about the word, think about scripture, do it day and night. So the question is, you know, day and night, should I just read the word and then, uh, you know, just listen to, uh, uh, you know, gospel songs and uh, watch God TV and uh, are you saying that you can't watch anything else? No, 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 that's not it. The thing is, the time that we give to all these things, you know, the time that we do these binge watching, uh, we need to be discerning. And In fact, I would say, you know, don't, don't just binge watch. I would say that is my personal opinion, right? So we need to fill our minds with the thoughts of God. We need to fill our minds with the Word of God, so the Word of God can change our thoughts. So the Word of God can change our behavior, our thoughts, um, you know, leading to our behavior. Okay. So, um, so that's the, the 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 final check is the love level check. Okay. So we looked at four. We looked at the Word, worship, prayer check. And then the second one, we looked at the faith check. Third, we looked at the heart check. Fourth, we looked at the eyes, ears, and thoughts check, the EET check. And the, and the last one is the love level check. Okay? The scribe came and asked the Lord Jesus this question. You know, what is the greatest commandment? And the Lord Jesus replied, uh, Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Okay? All your heart all your mind, all your soul. And, and then he says, this is the first and great commandment. And then he gives another one. He says, and you, will, you should love your neighbor as yourself. So um, so the thing is, the question that we need to ask ourselves is, you know, has my love for God increased? You know, in this time, this lockdown time, this two and a half months or three months, has my love of God, love for God, love for his word, has it increased? You know, it's not uh, sufficient for us to just say it with words. God, I love you. You know, we, we, we even sing it. But actually, the true test is, um, the, like the Lord Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments, right? And which means that uh, our, uh, obeying his commandments is our expression, uh, is how we demonstrate God's love, is how we demonstrate to God that we love him. So it's good if we say, if we de- te- declare God, declare to him, if we tell him, Lord, I love you with all my heart, and so on. But the best way to demonstrate is through our actions. And uh, if we obey his commands, that means we are demonstrating that, God, I love you. Um, you know, in one of this, the last spiritual check that um, the Lord Jesus, uh, oh, sorry, the first one, actually, uh, to the church in Ephesus, we read this in Revelation chapter 2, Verses 4 to 5, the Lord says, nevertheless, I have this against you. you know, he, he, he says, okay, the church in Ephesus, you're doing wonderful things. You're doing wonderful. You've been very discerning. You've been You're doing wonderful things. And he says, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Verse 5, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Unless you repent, so strong words there from the Lord Jesus, and and just shows us that the Lord really values uh, our love for Him. Okay, uh, you know when our love decreases or when our love becomes cold. The Bible also talks about times and in the last days, may, the love of uh, the love of many will grow cold. Right. So it it just it just shows that the love the Lord really values our love for him. And uh, the Lord uh, says, you know, remember, I have this against you. You have left your first love. You've been doing other things. You've been doing other religious things, and and it's all great, but you've left your first love. So um, so that's that's the final check. So if we would give an honest answer to all this, you know, where are we spiritually? What are these things that are affecting us? So if it's if it's a love check, we need to do something. We need to get back to God. We need to prioritize. We need to esteem Him higher than we esteem the other things, and say, Lord, I get back to You. If it's something to do with faith, we need to get back and say, Lord, I'm not going to esteem Lord fear. I'm not going to esteem. Uh, I'm not going to you know put fear. I'm not going to fear the circumstance, but I'm going to lift Your word, lift Your promises. And so on for each and each and every test. So it's very simple, you know. You might say, now how do I get back? You know, because of these things, maybe we failed in one of these things, or we we uh, we didn't do well in in some of that. And we have obviously we have sinned. Right? We have fallen short of God's expectations, intentionally, unintentionally. We've fallen short. So God, God's expectation is very simple. He just says, you confess, you repent. Okay. Uh, if you look at the Psalms, I just want to look at some three uh, scriptures, which talks about the symptoms of a person who is actually undergoing, you know, he's not confessed his sin. Okay. So here are the symptoms. If you look at Psalm 32 and verses 3 and 4, uh, the psalmist says, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. Verse 4, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my vitality was turned into the drought of summer. So he says, you know, there's heaviness, no freshness. Everywhere I see, you know, I I look at it, it seems so dry. I don't seem to have vitality. You know, there's there's nothing to look forward to. He's talking about, you know, he's talking about not confessing. He's saying almost a physical reaction. He's saying, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. Right. Another verse, Psalm 51 and verse 12, the psalmist says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. You know, Psalm 51, we know, you know he, the psalmist is confessing, he's getting back to God you know, because he's sinned uh, and he's uh, adultery and murder and, and he realizes it and he's, and he's telling the Lord, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Salvation, which means that that joy was gone. You know, sometimes we take that joy for granted. You know, it's it not bubbling up. We get up in the morning, and there's a song in our heart, and and we think that hey, uh, this is how we, it is. It is to be, right? And yes, for every believer, that is how it is. The Lord will put a give us a song. But then when we uh, when we allow these things, when we don't check our heart, when we don't check our emotions, when we allow these things to affect us, right? Um, and maybe we, we intentionally sin, and, and this joy just disappears. Okay, the psalmist is saying, restore to me the joy of your salvation, God. Um, uphold me. He, he's fallen down. And he's saying, uphold me by your generous spirit. Uh, another scripture, same chapter, Psalm 51 and verse 14. Uh, psalmist says, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. So he says in Psalm 51 and verse 14, Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. So the psalmist has been plagued by guilt. Like completely, you know, just guilt is ever before him. And he's not brought it, he's not confessed, he's not uh, made things right with God and maybe with, uh, with man also. And he's plagued by that guilt. He's, he's heavy with that guilt. And he's saying, uh, Lord, you deliver me from this guilt, this guilt of bloodshed. And look at the second part of the verse. And he says, my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. You know, there is a, maybe there is a song that is locked inside of you and you're unable to sing. You know, there have been times where maybe you walked around the house and you went about doing things and you, 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 you sing, you know, sing to the Lord. You didn't care how you sounded, but you would sing to the Lord. You would shout out a praise to God. But now, because of guilt and you know, everything is heavy, and that song is, you know, it's it's still locked inside, it's not coming out. So he says, Lord, deliver me and I will sing. My tongue shall sing. Verse 15, he says the same thing. Oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. And the key to opening um, his lips is Getting right with God. So God really has a very uh, very simple solution. It's a two-step plan. Confess and repent. Confess and repent. So God says confess. Confess meaning admit, acknowledge, declare. Saying, yes, Lord, this is what the, the checkup says. This is what the report says. And yes, I'm guilty. And second step, repent. Meaning express remorse and change. Make a 180 degree change. Change the way you were doing things. Stop doing that wrong thing and move in the opposite direction. Repent and change. So if we will confess and repent, God promises to forgive, cleanse, and restore us. 1 John and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness you know the Lord is faithful to do that so right now let's just take some time to go just go before the Lord you know maybe he's just done a you know full body scan you know uh, spiritually but he's a good God he's a redemptive God he doesn't do things just to point fingers and say hey this is how you are and I want to keep you down all the time no He does that so that He might redeem us, so that He might bring us back, so that that He might cause us to thrive and flourish emotionally, physically, spiritually, right? So let's go before the Lord. Let's just take this time to just talk to the Lord, you know, even as the worship team leads us in this song. Let's just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I I give you my heart once again. I give you my soul once again. I, I give myself back to you once again, God, Um in the areas that I've slipped, in the areas that I've not been careful, God, Lord, you bring me back. Restore to me the joy of salvation. Bring me back, oh God. You know, no circumstance can keep you down, can keep us down. Um, You know, we, we are born to, we are born again, in fact, to reign in life. Nothing can keep us down. The early church, when they were persecuted and when they were thrown to the lions, you know, they did it with a song. Nothing can keep them down. Nothing can keep you down. When you thrive spiritually, you know when you rise up in faith, the word of God declares that you are more than a conqueror. We are more than conquerors. Let's take this time. Uh, let's spend this time in God's presence. And then we'll come back and pray and minister. And this is my desire To honor I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I Thank you Lord. we thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we give you our heart, we give you our soul, uh, we give ourselves unreservedly, we surrender. Lord we come back to you, God. And Lord, as your word says, Lord, we, we confess, we admit, Lord, in those areas that we've gone wrong. Lord, we've blamed the circumstance, we've blamed, oh God, the people, uh, Lord, we've blamed our family, we blame things around God, and um, God, while Lord, we have not been careful to guard ourselves. We have not been careful to protect our hearts, Lord. And this morning, we come before you, God. You are our rock. You are our refuge, God. Uh, We come before you, Master. We thank you that you accept us. We thank you that you made a way for us to come to your throne room, God, to receive grace and mercy. So let's just take this time to just ask the Lord, Lord, um, I need your grace. I need your favor, and I need your forgiveness, God. You know, you can just go ahead and, um, and just between you and God, and you can just confess and say, Lord, I, you know, I've fallen in this, God. Lift me up. Restore me. Father, even as we, as we come before you, Lord, we pray that, God. Um, even as we um, get real with you, Lord, this morning, God, we confess that, uh, Lord, that we have, uh, we have substituted our time with you with something else, and this morning we come back to you, God, in all sincerity and in all honesty, and we ask, Lord, that, that you reign again, that you be enthroned in our hearts again, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Have your way, God. Have your way within us, Lord. Have your way in us, Lord. Change us, God. Father God, we, we ask for a cleansing, God. We ask for a cleansing, that you would cleanse us with your precious blood, Lord. We admit that we haven't all got it right, God, but we ask for your cleansing. And Father, we, we ask that you would give us the strength to, to rise up again. Thank you, Lord, that you... Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, you cause us to rise up again. Yes, a righteous man may fall seven times, but he will rise up again. And I believe the Lord is calling us to rise up again. You know, don't stay where you are, just rise up in faith. Because he's a good God. He's a heavenly Father. And he's extending his hand and saying, you know, put your hand in mine, I will lift you up and cause you to go far beyond where you have fallen. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we, we pray especially, O oh God, for those who are uh, who have been struggling, O oh God, during this time. O oh God, we pray for breakthroughs, Father God, in all areas, God. Lord, if, if it's poor health, Lord, we pray right now, may they receive the full and final finished work, O oh God, that you did on the cross for each one of us, God. Each one of them, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus, healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. In every single cell, in every single tissue and muscle and bone, healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, uh, we we just just want to pray, God, for those who've been struggling emotionally, God, who've been uh, feeling oppressed emotionally, uh, and we, we, right now, we pray, we come against every work of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off. You have no right, no authority. And we just pray, Lord, the balm of Gilead, Lord, that you'll bring about healing for our emotions, Master. We thank you, Lord. Let there be restoration. We also pray for those, oh God, who need your favor, God. Favor to open the doors of opportunities, Lord, uh, because of things that we've experienced at the workplace. Maybe we've lost our jobs, and, and uh, maybe there's been um, you know, a, a cut in the, our finances, our salaries. We just pray right now, Lord. Lord, I pray for your favor. Lord, you, O oh God. Lord, cause Isaac to prosper, O oh God, even during the time of famine, God. And Lord, we pray right now that, Lord, that will be our testimony, God. That even as we are rooted by you, even as we draw our strength from you, the living water from you, God, Lord, we pray that we will be like that man, oh God, who, uh, who, who bore, okay, like that person, oh God, bearing the fruit in season, oh God. And even though, oh God, the heat will not cause the leaf to wither because we are rooted in you, God, we just pray for that, God. We just pray for that favor that opens doors, God. We pray for breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Let there be breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Let, there be job, uh, let the job opportunities open up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for speaking to us. Yes, Lord, such a joy to be in your presence. As your people, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his shalom, even today and in the days ahead. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have a great day and a great week. And we'll uh, meet again uh, over the online uh, for our online service next Sunday. God bless you.